Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? We're live on take two. Wait, what? <laughs> That's right. You better fix your attitude, sir. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Cat, how are you today? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm in a pleasant mood. Something about watching a tree lighting puts you in a pleasant and festive mood. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Exactly. Something results in Georgia have me in a pleasant mood. Right? Oh, thank you, Georgia. We will see. There's still time in the night, but it looks like they're going to declare it for for, for Mr. Warnock. Yes. The the end of the Herschel Walker. It's not over till it's over. Good. The the Herschel Walker saga has come to an end. My goodness. Talk about just grasping for (laughs) straws. Like, what was the RNC thinking when they said Herschel Walker? They just heard big football name and people in Georgia love their football. But, like, had anyone had a conversation with him? Had they heard him talk? Had they made sure he was mentally well? (laughs) Right? Who vetted him? Whoever was in charge of vetting him as a candidate, they are fired. Whoever's the leader of the Republican Senatorial Committee. They're they're fired. But, um... (sighs) Should be a good episode today. We're getting the fire poem. We're getting the, um... You know, the one that got pushed back a week. Ah... So, nice, nice. Yeah. And if it was anything like last week's poem, so did you get any feedback? Did anyone else um, feel like it was fire? So our listenership is way down, and I think that coincides with the holiday season because I feel like we're a podcast people do when like they're you know on their way to work or they're busy, whatever. <laughs> and so I think with it being the holiday season, people are gonna have to play some catch up, Courtney. Oh. But um. My friend uh, Will, the one who said to bring the dad jokes back, Smokey, he um, he messaged me and he was like, "What is the tea? Give me all the tea. I need all the tea." Okay, because <laughs> so. look, you can't hear a poem like that, and then my reaction, because like I said, I I knew the tea. <laughs> I knew what that was. About. So yeah, you you. Yeah, Will, you had to get the tea. And did you give him the tea? He got the tea. He's been he's been one of my close friends since the tenth grade. So right he on. definitely got the tea. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, for sure. Good. Ooh, I need to sit up. Yes, you need to sit up. So you don't I'm an old man. I've literally been going to bed at like ten PM lately. <laughs> ten, oh ten thirty. It's depression oh mostly. Yeah, <laughs> there's you, some days uh, where, like the only thing you can do is just sleep. Just you remember that Snapchat I sent you the other day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, my friend is calling it the rotisserie chicken incident. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, you had a good week. An okay week, a not so okay week. It was an okay week. An okay week, just okay. 
just okay. Okay. Not um, not terrible, and uh, things to be grateful for, but um, not necessarily the best week ever, I guess. And how about yourself? Um, this was uh, another busy week, and you know it's always full steam ahead in my world, and <laughs> no rest ever. Um, tonight. This is Tuesday night, and tonight I went to Midland's tree lighting ceremony. Um, I have a standing meeting that I do every Tuesday, and we decided to to uh, get out and go to Midland's tree lighting ceremony uh, in uh, Centennial Plaza or Park or whatever it's called downtown. And uh, it was cute. It was cute. I got a $25 Uber gift card for hmm. – uh, for answering some questions about uh, what should you do if um, if you're going out on a night and, and you get drunk or whatever, like what are the things, what are the steps to take to make sure that you get home safely? Get into your car immediately, right? Um, <laughs> put on some really good music and uh, drive on home. Uh, you know, but <laughs> all of those are the wrong answer, of course. You know, you you call a friend, you wait it out, you call Uber or Lyft, or, uh, you know, you plan ahead. By planning ahead, you get a designated driver, and uh, or, you know, you, you maybe you get a room if you're somewhere close, if there's a hotel somewhere close to wherever you're drinking, then, you know, get a room, so that way we, we waste it and go for it. Do people tune tune into our show to get um, DUI uh, public announcements from you? <laughs> well, you know, some of them probably need to because <laughs> people who listen to this thing, yeah, this is this is necessary information. <laughs> some of them are like, man, I wish you would have gave me this information last summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. <laughs> this is what I needed the whole time. The whole time. This would have completely changed my life, my Damn. driving record, everything. Exactly. But yeah, but yeah. So I answered those questions, and then they had this. They had a couple of simulator, like they had a driving simulator, and I didn't do that because they, you, you know, you put on these goggles, and it makes everything all fuzzy foggy like you're drunk which i can tell you that my eyesight has never been like that when i've been you know inebriated and i've had a few to drink i have well, never been that you remember like, well i mean that's that i remember but i'm not the type that like gets blackout i can't remember things drunk i hate that it's the worst <laughs> See, i don't I like that feeling relate. of like not knowing you know yeah, I, I don't like to be not in control of situations. I like to be so, that perfect balance of like tipsy, feeling good, having a good time, but still completely aware of what I'm saying, what I'm doing, what's going yes. on. Like, yeah, that's that's the perfect middle spot. Yes, that's that's me. That is absolutely me. So uh, anyway, so they they had a driving simulation game, and then they had cornhole. And uh, you, I played cornhole against a friend of mine, and uh, actually he was a a former um, 
rebel star football player. And we both we were both on opposite ends and had on the, the drunk goggles. And like it was just awful. Neither one of us did very well. Like neither one of us got got uh got a bag, these little Santas, beanbag Santas in the cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I wanna say that I would have because my first couple of them, my first couple throws were like dead on target. They just I just didn't throw it hard enough, but they were like directly straight line path, and, and everybody was just like, um, "I've never been much of before? a never been much of a cornhole guy." I'll yeah. do it at parties. I'll do it at parties and stuff. Like I'm not gonna See, be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna play that," but you know, but it's never been like my highlight. Exactly. You know, if it's if it's there and and no one else is doing it, or you know, but I'm not just gonna like cornhole champion. Yeah, exactly. But I have you watched that on TV? No. <laughs> I have actually because I watch ESPN all the time. Like I don't watch other shows and everything. I'm always stuck on sports and like in the summer when it, we're kind of in the sports drought, ESPN will show like a cornhole tournament and I'll just like have it on in the background and I start watching it and I'm all into it. Like, come on, bagger, bagger! You got it, you got it. I, I went through a phase when I was like sixteen or seventeen where I enjoyed watching golf on TV. Yeah, nowadays, no, be... absolutely not. Fuck that. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't know, I went be... through like a phase. I feel that golf can be riveting. My dad likes to watch golf, especially when Tiger was playing. So he would watch golf quite a bit, and I would watch it with him. And I, you know, you kind of get into it and. I don't know. For me, it's just it's about competition. Competition just it's just like I'm I'm into it. It doesn't matter what we're competing for or what what the competition is. I want to be. I want to see. I want to know who wins. Yeah. So. Yeah, drunk cornhole, pretty fun, pretty fun. I recommend it. But um, other than that, this has been a good week. It's been a busy week. Um, lots of, you know, everyone is kind of headed into the holidays and we're rounding into the end of the, the school semester. And that's been interesting. Um, MISD is doing musical chairs with all of our administrators simply because we've had a lot of people quit. Like, you know, you hear about administrators walking out and you hear about teachers always threatening to just walk out and quit. Well, it's happening. It's happening a lot over in MISD and it's kind of troubling. And the reason it's happening is over discipline. Like, is this what's on your mind? Um, it's not necessarily what's on my mind, but this is going to get to what's on my mind because okay. it's talking so you, you know me. Because well, well, sometimes we don't announce like a full transition. And then at the end of it, you'd be like, and that's what's on my mind. And I'm like, did we? <laughs> so I was just asking for, but anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I, I'm, I'm a segue. I, I, I just kind of roam aimlessly through the, the the wilderness. And eventually I get to what I'm talking about. It's old yeah, people. Get, stuff. Your, get your gay ass out the woods. Anyways. Right, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anyway. So, uh, you know, we have one of our junior highs where the principal, assistant principals, 
you know, counselors, like they just said, screw it, I'm out. Really? And, What's, and, what junior high was this? Um, at Alamo. Alamo's always been the worst one. Yeah, they've they've always had some discipline issues. So they have a new staff, and a lot of uh, what's happening is a lot of our the staff from um, our downtown, what used to be called Central Office, now it's called the District Service Center. Um, it they are all having to go and cover while we while we search for new principals. Really? Wow. Yeah, and so uh, there's a whole new administrative team that's made up of people from other schools and other places and other departments and everything that have now taken over Alamo and they've kind of created a whole new system and way of doing things. And I'm hearing that a lot of kids are transferring to the other junior highs as a result. And, you know, they want out of that situation and out of that system. And, you know, that's a little bit of a mess that, that uh, it's going to take some, a lot of rolled up sleeves to, to fix. But uh, I do believe that, that, you know, with where there's the will, there's the way. Um, my principal, my assistant principal, rather, got shifted over to a different elementary. Oh, I think yeah? we might, we, um, I, I guess we didn't mention. I think we talked. No, I, no, we talked about it last week. We did because it happened like that day. I think. Yeah. We'll record. Yeah, it was like that day. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in the search for a new permanent assistant principal, and who knows how that is going to go. Um, the district has talked to five potential superintendent candidates. And of course we don't know who any of the five are, which is troubling. Although I have a suspicion and a kind of a hope on who one of them is. And, uh, if this person did decide to apply, this person needs to get the job. And so I need to, to to drop some feelers and let people know that if this person applied, this is who I want. I don't really care about anybody else, but this is who I want. So I need to I still haven't gotten that done, but I will. Well come on now. I know, and I need to be on the ball on that. That's um, just the uh just highlights the insinuating uh or uh is it's not insinuating the um expanding problem of educators leaving the field because they're yeah. treated like hot garbage. Yeah. And, and there's really, not much of a other thing behind it. They're treated by like hot garbage by kids. And even worse by their parents who want to take their kids side instead of saying, "Oh, this adult administrator who's telling me that my kid is is trouble." What might actually the, be true. It's the mentality of people my age and a little older, you know, the all cops are bastards crowd where because 100 cops did a bad thing. Now every single cop's a bad person. So because one teacher yeah. treated you bad in high school, now every te- teacher is fucked them. So now when my kids have an issue in school, well, I remember when my teacher lied on me one time. So F that teacher, my kid's not wrong. And that's the mentality that so many people in my generation have. Hmm. That's an interesting insight because I really hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, I've always yeah, seen I, it that way. Honestly, 
Like we're coming into power. <laughs> it's petty. Yeah. It, we're the petty generation. <laughs> oh, that's that my facts. best. My best friend actually literally calls my generation. She says, "I'm not a millennial. I'm not Gen X. I'm PG." And then they're like, "What's PG? Petty, petty generation." Petty. That's facts. Oh, that's a good name for it. Because that so, is so true. And I'm not really bragging on it because it's actually a mentality that I hate. I actually really hate outward pettiness. Like I think pettiness is funny. Like when you're just like trying to be funny, but I think pettiness just for the sake of being petty is I. I it's like one of my biggest annoyances. Not a fan. Right, just petty to be petty. Yeah. Yep. Petty Betty. <laughs> um, but what's really on my mind? So we'll get into what's on my mind section section um this past saturday was the parade of lights in odessa and it was the largest parade of lights celebration that they have ever had it involves like all of the the schools and and their bands and you know any organization and everything a lot of people can can join and and will show up and be there and be part of it well it was a a great you know I think over 300 entries into the parade this year. Um, you know, very diverse. And in, in part of that diversity, for the first time ever, the Pride Center of West Texas, um, the Alphabet Mafia, <laughs> we, we entered a float into the <laughs> We entered a float into the parade. Was it um, like the Grinder app icon, the community app icon? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you wouldn't find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the parade had, you know, our youth who are our main focus of, of uh, the Pride Center of West Texas. And we featured, I think, two drag queens on the float. Well, um, as I come to understand and in our follow-up meeting that we had, as we're trying to plan the next space in Pride for this next year, I got some feedback that, you know, one of the youth was really down after the parade and people were trying to figure out why. And we just, you know, one of the adults had talked to this particular youth and, and said that, you know, the youth was really down because so many people, yes, so many people were booing them during the parade. Were they getting booed? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yes. And while it doesn't surprise you, it can it's so disappointing. Like, hey, this is actually tying into the poem I'm gonna read. So okay. look at how this is working. Anyways, See? I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So, you know, um I just always find it troubling, no matter if it's hard, I think, for adults to remember context and to remember that. You know, kids are kids. They don't deserve our booing. They don't deserve to be booed at for doing something that they love and something that's genuine. And that when you boo somebody, it it really affects you. Like, words and actions matter. And no matter, you know, they overall during this parade, as I understand, they, they were very well received. But there was still a handful of boos. Right. And, and those are going to stick out more, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, they they are fixated on the booze. And um, 
I just hate that. I hate that people get in that, you know, so fixated on the negative aspects of things. And it's something that I, I really try to, you know, tell people not to do. You, you know, I remember us having these conversations during name change and, and you know, to focus on the positives, you know, focus on the people who are telling you good things and not worry about the, the people who are saying negative things. I know that's easier said than done, but I think it's just necessary. And, and, but it still, it just does not, I'm so bothered that people would be so bothered that they would boo children, that you would boo the thought of children in a parade. And uh, it, it, it tells you, it goes to this a sad state of affairs that we still have in this country it goes to why we still have to be cognizant of, you know, uh, LGBTQ plus rights and and continue to fight for visibility in this country. It just says that, that there's so much work still to be done um, in those areas uh, to include and be inclusive to build tolerance. I mean, a parade. I'm just, I'm just still like booing kids at a parade. I just can't even. So just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not even, it's not even something that we should have to build tolerance towards because no, like you shouldn't have to, like, it's not something you should have to tolerate. It's just something that should be known and accepted. Yes. Like it, it's such I don't even want to say a primitive way of thinking because it's completely natural. It's just such a hateful way of thinking. And it's so bred into people to hate it and look at it funny and judge it and makes people feel weird and makes people uncomfortable. And it's like, it's, it's simply love. And just because it's not the same way you share and see and express love doesn't make it any less valid. Yes. than the norm like just because you put your dick into a vagina doesn't make you any better of a person than me there you go because that's what it boils down to and that's all, and that's what's so crazy because that's literally all it boils down to is what do you do with your dick <laughs> yeah people are obsessed i had a teacher miss carrasco back in 10th grade uh when i transferred from Dallas to Midland because we spent I spent half of my 10th grade year in Dallas and then came back to Midland High School Miss Carrasco was there and she was like deaf lesbian but she wasn't super out about it because obviously she didn't know how it would affect her um, professionally but we were she was very open with her debate team and I remember one day we were talking about it and Somebody said something, and, she, and, and it struck with me, and it's never left my brain since, but she was like, literally, life can just boil down to penis envy. That's what she called it. She was like, <laughs> she, but she's right. Like, it, it all just revolves around, do you want it or do you not want it? Do you have it? Do you not have it? And that's all it is. Like, we are such simplistic animals at the end of the day that that is all it boils down to. And, oh, you are touching on a subject that I fired up on. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, but 
you know, Damien, how do I, I, I'm a fixer, right? You know, I see problems and I want to come up with solutions. And this is an ongoing problem and I just don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to do to, to make it stop. I don't know what to do to make people understand. I just don't know what to do so that kids don't have to continue to feel bad for being themselves. I mean, I think in this specific situation, you just got to kind of try to be like, but look at how many people cheered. Look at how many people loved it. Look at how many people accepted it. You know what I mean? But societally, I just think it's exposure. Just keep putting it out there. Keep putting it out there. Put it out there as much as straight culture. If I have to watch men and women kiss in TV commercials, I want to see men kissing in TV commercials. If I got to watch men and women fucking on TV, I want to see two women or two men fucking on TV. I'm sorry. I'm cursing. I've not done that in a while on our show. I've been a good boy. (laughs) As much as I'm forced to watch straight people be straight, then you get to watch me be gay. And so we either remove it entirely from media or you accept me as much as I'm forced to accept you. Yeah. But then in no more acting like we're no more acting like we're a pariah, no more acting like it's something. Oh, please accept me. Please accept me for who I am. Gracious, straight person. You're so much better than me because you're straight. Please just accept me. Please give me your acceptance. Fuck you. But it seems like in doing that, there's just more animosity that's built up. Got to keep doing it. Got to keep doing it till they're tired, till they're tired of Got to keep doing it until they're not in. They see it so much they can't even be mad about it anymore. You just got to keep doing it. Or do we need to start showing rage the other way around? I'm I'm fine with that too. Let's do it. I'm tired (laughs) of seeing this man and woman crap. I am tired (laughs) of it. Start boycotting. (laughs) Because there's so much power in the gay dollar. It's ultimately why a lot of Republican politicians and conservatives bow down. It's because the gay dollar is real. It's very powerful. You know, yeah. um, the, 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 the alphabet mafia does not spend money on children because we don't procreate. So we have lots of disposable income <laughs> to, to spend on other things. And so the gay dollar, which is almost, it's becoming an economic term because it's that viable. You know, it's it's uh, it's a real thing, and people are very you know they people in marketing, especially, realize that there's a whole buying force, um, that a market that they need to tap into. They have to be very aware. That's why they go overboard in the month of June and <laughs> rainbow out everything. I love the memes that come out of it, though. <laughs> I love the one you know. Um the old Bernie Sanders campaign meme where it's like, I am once again asking for your financial support, but it's like the month of June, it's like, I am once again gay. <laughs> it cracks yes. me up every time I see it. June 1st. June 1st, baby. Gay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pull out the rainbows. But yeah, it's it's as much of a... Um, I don't know, is inbred the word? Or just bred in? Or it's It's bred into the minds of people as much as racism is like it is what's up ingrained ingrained is i think 
I mean, it's just it's such generational hatred that it's just yeah. Um, these people are basically raised to think this way, right? Yeah. They're bred from, they're reared from childbirth to think this way. But you know, it's the same, same. Not, I guess not. On it's not as severe, but it's the same. It's as wide scale as racism is. Yep. Like it's just you're not the same as me, and I don't like that, so I'm gonna treat you like shit for it. And it makes no sense. And yeah. it's not acceptable. That's true. But I don't know how you fix it, my friend. Well, those are the things that are on my mind right now. And, you know, I'm just, it just bothers me that, that, you know, my kids are bothered. And, and I hate that for them. I hate that for their parents. Um, I hate that for all the people who support what we're trying to do. However, it makes it more obvious that we need to keep working to do the work that we're doing. And so, you know, that's why I continue to ask people to support organizations like the Pride Center of West Texas and all of the LGBTQ plus uh, organizations out there, uh, the alphabet mafias that are that are doing the work to make to make inclusion um, a priority. So, yeah, that's what's on my mind. Well, I agree, and I appreciate and enjoy the work that you are doing with that organization because it is needed, sir. And more sir. people should participate with it. Absolutely. That's what's on your mind that fast. Yeah, I mean, these episodes yeah. are getting shorter, man. I know, right? <laughs> Tis the season. I guess. And plus, yeah. and plus, and plus, we're recording so late, and we're both old. We're old men now, and that's the. <laughs> you don't need a rush on account of me. Because <laughs> you know, it's a whole hour later there, and, and I'm still old and have to get up early in the morning and yeah. do all kind of stuff. It's going to be a busy week for me. I teach my first um, family leadership institute class. Nice. And I'm not prepared. But, uh, <laughs> You're gonna do great. I have more off the podcast tea for you too. So I'll have to give you Ooh. tomorrow or something. Ooh. Is it is <laughs> is it a result of your nine o'clock conversation? Uh no. Oh, okay. No, no. It's um it's about the last I talked about. Okay. <laughs> I still want to fight. Just, oh, just, just wait till you hear this one. Ooh, even worse. Yeah. Do I, have, do I need to catch a flight? Is that what she's saying? I need <laughs> hey, to catch a flight. We gonna talk about it. Oh my goodness. So look, if I show up in Boston, y'all don't say nothing. <laughs> in don't, person show. Just, in person show. Okay. Don't 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 wonder. Just know that I'm there for business. <laughs> There for, for straight business, and I will be wearing a black hat. So you're funny. <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Because I'm ready for yes. this one. I'm actually I'm excited to to read this one to you. So let me so let can I can let me introduce it. So uh, you know this is our our newest segment um, because I like to to edutain. Edutainment is is a big part of this and. There's so much to be said for spoken word and to, for poetry, and 
So we have a dedicated segment to that's kind of like what's on Damien's mind, but it's in his spoken word. And so last week, Damien just gave us just pure fire uh, that I, I absolutely loved. And, you know, we talked about that he had a poem that he couldn't necessarily deliver to us last week that was written um, because of circumstances surrounding the recording time. But we are here for it tonight. And so without further ado, it's poetry time with Damien. <laughs> First you love for email, but just hear me out, all right? <laughs> all right. I wish oh shit, my ear my earphone is literally Let me just see what I'm saying. Let me adjust right here. Alright. I wish I had never been born. Or simply put, I wish I had never been born the way that I was. I wish I had spent my youth playing sports and chasing girls. Me and other boys would get together in somebody's truck and drive around town, and we'd show each other pictures that this girl sent us or that girl sent us. And I'd be head over heels for some blonde, and the guys would laugh and snicker at me and make snide comments whenever she was around, but it wouldn't matter. I'd get invited to parties, and when I'd go, I'd be the life of the event. People would gravitate towards me and my funny antics. My energy and confidence would soar. The girls would love me. I'd Snapchat one blonde while talking to a brunette in person, and there'd be a black-haired beauty. My friends would just be my friends, and I wouldn't give them a second look or a second thought. They would just be the boys, and we'd be friends in that stereotypical fashion that only men seem to make. We'd grow older, and we'd marry women, and we'd start families, and we'd bust each other's chops about our careers and our lives. But at the end of the day, our friendships would be built upon the solid foundations of the shared experiences of our use. No, truly, I wish I had not been born. Or simply put, I wish I had not been born the way that I was. I wish I hadn't spent my teenage years afraid to build connections with other boys because I was scared they'd learn of my secret. I wish I didn't need more than 10 fingers to count the amount of secret relationships I've hidden from friends and family. I wish I didn't lose my virginity to a man I'm pretty sure was as old as my father, probably married in a hotel room, breath reeking of beer. I wish I had never caught feelings for men who should have just been my friend and even worse i wish i had kept those feelings to myself instead of trusting the lies of those who say that they care for me but truly they just care to me. i wish off uh, i wish i could rip off this scarlet a but let's be truthful and call it my scarlet g i hate that i walk through life feeling like a pariah i hate that they say it's 2022 but they still act and think like it's 1960 they just smile to your face this time around no they don't call me fat to their friends they make sure they know i'm gay but they always hurriedly reassure them that it's okay because i'm quote unquote cool i wish i could understand why feeling love for someone is treated like a crime or why i have to keep these things hidden and locked away and kept to myself why the idea that i could love you is so embarrassing or uncomfortable truly i try but I, my mind cannot wrap itself around it this isn't weed dude i can't get you secondhand gay i wish i had never been born gay I wish I had never been born gay. And that one is called Scarlet G. Wow, that's powerful. Get my snaps going. That's powerful. That is very powerful. Man, that's that's who that's relatable. Sorry, I'm crying a little bit, that, so <laughs> that is hella relatable to I think anyone 
especially any gay male who has grown up with those feelings of not fully connecting, you know, with your male friends and oh that that's a lot. That's powerful. That was that was good. Dang. You know the that's... mental space I was in when I wrote that. So <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, knowing the full story, I don't think that that's anything you could not have shared or or said. It, it wasn't as direct as I thought it would be. Um, you definitely, I think you could have shared that without issue. Because uh, it's honest. It's just honest. It's just it's just so honest, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And and uh, man, that was that's that's good stuff. That's I, that's I wish you would publish this one, like put this somewhere where I could share this with youth. Because you want me to put it on my Facebook? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that this. Man, it's just so relatable, Damien. It's just it's just really relatable. Um, because I don't know how many times I've cried at night to not be gay. How many yeah. times I've I've tried to pray the gay away. Yeah. You know? Um because of all the pain that comes with it, it feels like a disease instead of, you know, a part of who I am. It feels like a, a it feels like a burden you have to carry through life. Yes. yes. You have to let everybody know, hey, before you get too close to me and before you consider me a really good friend, hey, by the way, I'm gay. Please don't leave me. Yeah. So I hope good. that you're okay with this. I feel like you need to know. You know, uh, uh, that's, yeah, that, that, that's powerful. That was really powerful. Well done. Thank you, Courtney. Well done. Well done. Whew. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one that I would definitely, you know, I would want to share. I would definitely want to share. Sure, I'll do that or I'll Facebook message you the Word doc link or something. I don't know if I necessarily want it up on my Facebook because I don't want a bunch of comments. I love you for who you are. I accept you. I don't. I don't want all that. <laughs> so, I'll um, I'll send it to you directly or something. You can. You're welcome to post it wherever you like. I, I think that there's some um, there's some gay group pages on Facebook where I think that this poem will be well received. Just again because it's so relatable. Um, yeah, it's just it's just relatable, and you know, for a lot of our listeners who who are who can't relate, who are not gay, you know, um, our cisgendered type of straight people that listen, which probably is the majority of our listeners, um, understand what you just heard. Because it is the it was it's probably the majority feelings of everyone who you've ever known to be as part of the rainbow rainbow mafia. <laughs> like I don't know of anyone that has not felt those feelings at some point in their life. 
they may not feel it now. I think his microphone fell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could tell like I was Yeah. Yeah. I, so I can hear the clanking around. Yeah, so I was like, oh wait, hold on. Done, done, done. But um yeah, uh straight listeners, just like just know that it conveyed so much of how we feel and how we have felt from the beginning how we feel during our entire journey, um, how some of us still have not come to full grips and terms just because being gay still affects our daily lives in such a negative way. And uh, it's impactful. And it does. And, and I see why you're saying it, it ties into what was on my mind because it just does. It, it's, it goes to that whole saying where people are always talking about, well, being gay is a choice and it's just not a choice. Cause no I one would... accept it about myself, but if I could tomorrow snap my fingers and never, ever, 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 ever be gay again, I would, and I wouldn't even think twice about it and I would have yes. no regrets. Exactly. Exactly. Who 25 would 25 years old and I, I accept myself, but I absolutely hate yes. it about myself. Yes. Who and and people, I'm oh, sorry. I know to, you. Sorry. I would just say, who would choose to be made to feel this way? And and especially in American society, take somebody like Courtney for example. Why would he choose to be black and gay? Okay. Like he was already born with one damn disadvantage that he shouldn't have been born with. But y'all really think he decided? Oh, let's choose another one. Exactly. Like, let's on, choose. People. Let's choose something that that's going to to not only make me hated by the people who already hate me because I'm black. But it's going to make me be hated by most of the people who are also black. Right. <laughs> so let's like, just double whammy it and, exactly. and make it much harder for myself. Like, you know? I, I feel like one day I'll find the right man and marry and this and that and whatever. But there is not one day in my life since I've come to terms with myself that I haven't wished I could just be like normal boys. There's okay. a difference between accepting and like embracing, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't say that I fully embrace because, and maybe that's the reason why I'm not, you know, I don't rainbow up everything that I own and, and that, you know, I'm not just, I'm not that strong of an advocate, I guess. Because I don't want it to identify me. And everyone yes. chooses to use it as an identifier with me. I don't want to be your gay friend. I don't want, like, I just want to be your friend. Yes, exactly. And within the community, that's difficult because the people, there, there are people within the community who feel like, okay, Courtney, you have a voice and you need to make sure that everyone knows that you're gay. And, and, and I'm just like, but it's not, it's not who I am. It's what I am. It's a part of, it's, it's a section of who I am, but it's not all that I am. And I don't know if that needs to be the front, you know, it's, that doesn't need to be what I lead with. And, uh, 
you know, that causes some some conflict because I don't fully embrace in the outwardly display. Now, yeah. do I do I deny it? No. Exactly. But is that information that I openly volunteer? Because you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. You should be under no obligation to do that. Yes. But there are times that I feel obligated. There are situations and, you know, there there are times where I feel like I am obligated. And that is part of, like, my job and responsibility and role is to make sure that that I'm openly announcing that, you know, I am a gay man. And... It makes me wonder, like, you know, when I do officially announce that I'm running for an office, is this something that I have to do? Do I have to make that a part of the the official announcement? You know, and by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> Corny, I don't think it comes as a shock to most people. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> like, my, my, uh, my school attendance clerk, she still is trying to play matchmaker and find me a miha. She's still trying to find me a Novia. Because she's, so she's just in denial. She's just trying to change you. I don't know what it is, but she's an older lady. Exactly. And, and she doesn't like because I just I don't I don't outwardly act a stereotypical way. And so she's very confused. But at the same time, I think that in a lot of ways I'm super stereotypical. Like I'm overly emotional. Oh, I'm uh, I think I am too. I am overly emotional. I am. Uh, I will. I will sit in and girlfriend gossip all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like I give nothing but signs. The only thing I'm not doing is saying, "Ooh, honey, child, girl, let me tell you," and and switching around and and you know doing all that. You know, I'm not wearing guy liner, but guy liner. <laughs> but but everything else is 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 there. She just doesn't understand, and it, it makes me wonder because, you know, it's it's still not something that I openly discuss with anybody on campus. And so there are a lot of teachers who just wonder, and I can tell that they wonder. They just don't know for sure. It's not their damn business. Because it's not exactly. It is not their damn business. <laughs> That's what it all boils down to. It is just not their damn business yeah but if if they just really want to know if they want to have that discussion sure i'll I'll have no problems with telling anybody anything it is what it is then i'll ask them if they have a really cute brother (laughs) (laughs) well some because i don't want some of them it's just like they look like you no thank you you're funny Shut up. I don't want anything from that family tree. That <laughs> <laughs> oh. got me a bit emotional, so I don't know am. <laughs> Are you there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. No, no I- my phone over the camera by mistake and it made it went straight to video and I thought that cut out the oh, recording and no. I was like Fuck! But oh, okay, bro. Good. Yeah, you would have got you would have got an angry cat, <laughs> dude. I was like, fuck! <laughs> I was like, oh no! <laughs> I am here. I am still here. We would have just published like we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no recommendations been... this week. 
<laughs> it would have just been over. It would have been the end. Period. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> what um? What's your recommendation, Courtney? Um, my recommendation this week is we close the school years. We get ready to end uh, the 2022 school calendar. Um, I want people to get involved in the end of year activities or the end of semester activities. Um, a lot of schools in Texas are be doing either uh, high schools will be doing a makeup star test. Uh, uh, elementary schools and middle schools will be doing um, like the mock star test, the first round to, to just gauge, you know, and then the week after that, that last week of school is, is your school Christmas parties and stuff like that. Just parents, these are your opportunities to really be involved in what's going on. Um, this is for those that are doing a, a, the practice star. Uh, parents, how can you help? You can make sure that your kids actually go to bed at a decent time. Uh, go and unplug and take away your, your, your controllers for the video games so that the kids are not up all night playing games. Because uh, that just drives me crazy when kids show up to school and they're halfway asleep. And I'm asking, like, well, did you not sleep last night? No, I was up playing Fortnite all night. And I'm just like, stop. Like, Fortnite's the shit, to- though. I don't care. No. <laughs> play it during a decent – play it when you first get home. Or play it some other time, but not like don't stay up all night doing that. And uh, this is where parents just need to take some hardline stance. And it's okay to do that. Your your child might be angry for a short term, but they'll get over it. Kids are very resilient, and it's not scarring for life. <laughs> you took away their controllers so that they can get a good night's sleep for a test the next day. Let your kids run amok. Screw it. No. <laughs> and then and then show up and, and then wonder why your your kid's been asked to repeat the grade level for the next year. And you're just like, well, I don't understand what went wrong. I'm like, well, what went wrong is you let the kids stay up all dang night playing video games. You had no control over the situation. That's what went wrong. Anyway. So the moral of this story, what I recommend is just increase your involvement during this time of year. Your kids really need you. Um, It's kind of low-key stressful in a lot of different areas as we really start to focus in on taking those those exams that mean so much. So uh, they really don't mean anything at all, but we put so much emphasis on them. So um, just be involved. That's my recommendation. Be be nice to each other. Be kind. All those kind of stuff. Well, that's that's a very educator educator central recommendation of yours, Courtney. It is. (laughs) That's the that's the lamest recommendation you've ever given. (laughs) (laughs) I have given much lamer recommendations. Thank you very much. No, I think that one takes the cake. No. Terrible. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sitting over here like boring. <laughs> well, what do you uh, recommend? And it better not be to listen to an episode of people because you have worked that one 
totally to death. I only have four. Oh, so I small announce. You know what? No, I'll just tell you this off the pod because I. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, what is my recommendation? I actually had it in mind, and then um, I was too busy punking you about your recommendation, and it uh, yeah. And it- probably going to be to listen to them. no because i already plugged all my most recent episodes of people well, well ne- no you haven't plugged the next one have, did you listen to emily's episode no yeah exactly you did you listen to zoe's episode yes and i got no live texts it was so short yeah okay Whatever. <laughs> yeah she's like i only have 30 minutes to record is that fine i'm like oh guess that's fine <laughs> um, I, just, I didn't i didn't have any commentary over you fangirling <laughs> so, I, dude i love her so much <laughs> uh, she's lovable. i mean i don't have a problem with that she's she's a very lovable person so if you've not listened to zoe butler please do go and support love zoe butler we love her here you go i got one my, this was not my original but i got a good one okay okay my recommendation is if someone comes to talk to you about something and they trust you as a person, as an individual, as a friend, as an ear to listen to them, well, yeah. and, they, and they haven't done anything, you know, criminally wrong, like something that's endangering the lives of others, and, and, and they just want to express something that's on their mind that's bothering them to you, you should do one of two things. You should either tell them, hey, look, listen, buddy. I appreciate the fact that you trust me enough to tell me these kinds of things, but I'm not a therapist. And I think you should, you know, talk to a professional. It's totally reasonable, nice response. Or you should listen to that person and then you should keep that shit to your fucking self and not go around telling other people about it, complicating people's lives just so you can say, I know something you don't know. Because that makes you a shit of a human being. And you fucking suck. So when somebody trusts you enough to confide something to you, you should keep your fucking mouth shut about it and value that person's trust. That's my recommendation. For further reference, see last week's, listen to last week's episode and, and Damien's poem and, and for further context on this week's recommendation. Because... <laughs> <laughs> not mentally great right now. So I see. What do you I think saw. of my recommendation? Well, I mean, I feel that. And so like, can I PG your, your recommendation just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> my apologies for all the curse in this episode. <laughs> Let me PG and and, and and put on the educator's hat just a little bit on this um your recommendation. So here's what it comes down to. Confidentiality is such a critical component in human society. We trust each other with pertinent information. And this is part of what builds friendships and builds relationships is you, you find people that you feel like you can confide in and you give them information that you trust that they will hold and guard and, and not spread out to other people. When you don't do that, when you feel like you're just, you can't, you have to tell anyone someone else has built business, it makes you a pretty slimy person. And, it, and, 
and it uh, and it makes it difficult for anyone to trust you again. And so, you know, there are people that there are people that I've tested. You know, there have been family. Like, if I tell my mom something, it's simply because I want everyone else in the world to know it. Because <laughs> I <laughs> going to do. Uh, same thing with my sisters. You know, I love these people, but none of them can hold water. And so if I tell one of them and I'm just like, you can't tell this, okay? They were like, oh, okay, yeah, I won't tell anyone. And then all of a sudden everybody knows it. You know, it, the, the first time it happened, I was hurt. The third time it happened, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is just who you are. And I'll have to learn how to use this to my advantage. But it makes it just make me realize that I can't trust them with a real secret. I have to be very guarded with certain people about my true feelings about things. And that's not good. It's just not a good feeling to feel like you can't open the talk to them. So don't be that person. Don't be that time. You know, don't be that awful person that goes and because you have no life of your own, you feel like you have to go and gossip about everyone else's life. Like without uh, thinking about the implications of what you do to yeah. people when you do that. Or sometimes they do think about the implications. And those people are even worse because they know exactly what they're doing and how it's going to affect things. And they're so messy that they want to sit back and watch it like a snow a soap opera. They want to see it all unfold. Like, which Tyler Perry did write this. This is not a drama. There's no ratings here. Go and get you a life so you don't have to be stuck watching mine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you, Damien. I do. <laughs> so I just I that's that's the more PG version of what you know, my translation of your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Goodness. Well, we've managed to keep it keep it to an hour. That's good. It's about what we're good for. It's about what we're good for. About one, about one hour guaranteed. Yes. Yes. But well, thank you for joining me. Yes, thank you for joining and, me. Uh, thank you for staying up late and being tolerant of my tardiness. I appreciate you as always. For sure. And expect a phone call sometime tomorrow for outside of podcast tea. Yes. Are you too tired to tea now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I need to go shower, cry, and then I need to lay down in bed. <laughs> in that case, because there's a lot of tea that we need to go over. So I need to I need to know about tonight. I need to know about the man the <laughs> that I have a hit on I have I need to I need to know a lot of stuff yeah tomorrow <laughs> you will get all the tea all the tea all tomorrow right, cool. well well until then good, good friends good Sorry. listeners my favorite people in Canada oh Canada we love you we love all of you and I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Damien. For sure. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Courtney. Canada, you're there. You exist. I don't mind you too much. You don't bother me too much. 
And uh, <laughs> thank you to all of our loyal listeners. And uh, I will catch you next week, hopefully in a better mood. Yes. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye.